Uh, let's head to the Iron Horse. Let me get some Gary coffee. Sharp. Let me get some I, right back. What are what are we doing? Sharpie, right I thought you my victory lap. Hold on. I, I thought Sharpie was going to show up on camera this morning wearing a lay, you know, with Raiola. <laughs> where's <laughs> where's Cranick going? I don't know. I think he's I think he's getting some yeah. coffee. He called the Raiola club. He's going to go work his sources again and see who else Nebraska may be flipping within the next week. Uh-huh. Yeah. We get Mark's take on that before the end of the show because he's got a, a Nostradamus streak going on. He does. How about the week, Sharpie? How are you? Wow, it's the uh, wonderful world as the world turns around quarterbacks and 17 to 18 year old kids, huh? Yeah. What a what a what a wild week for Nebraska football. From the standpoint of this isn't supposed to happen to a team that hasn't been to a bowl game in seven years, and then you're like, whoa, is this really happening? Oh man, it's not. A, Wait a minute. I'd like part of it. I don't like the other part. And then when we get to Wednesday and there's actually ink that is put on a contract, we're going to be like, this is how a big time program that's got a brand should act. And then we're going to get like, should every offseason be like this? Should it just be chaos in the last 10 days? Um, But I've never seen something like this, especially the other day when you had the Riola news come down, Kyle McCord's on campus. But I think what happened through it all this week is there was the domino of Riola saying something's not right in Athens. Let's call those guys in Lincoln to how it affected two quarterbacks in particular, actually three quarterbacks in particular, to get us to this point where at some point today, Dylan Riola will say he's, uh, he's in for Nebraska. And, and that's, a big, that's a big deal for this football program. And then we'll see what the after effect is in the next couple of days or in the next couple of years. All right. Hey, uh, Gary, I'm going to, di- we're going to dig into the Hill varsity weekend edition archives real quick. I found the clip from a couple of weeks ago. I'm just going to play that real quick. Yeah, I did. Here, I'm just going to play it real quick. Okay. Ready? I bet you Dylan Rayola will flip to Nebraska. Gary sharp. No, he won't Mark. Yeah, he will. Okay. That was the clip. Um, well played. That was welcome that was to the Mark Cranach victory lap here on the weekend edition of Hale Varsity Radio. No, okay. In all so, so let me let seriousness. me ask you, and and, yeah. and and here the 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 end result is Nebraska is getting a Hawaiian Andrew Luck that could be so impactful on and off the field. And I know a lot of people were throwing his name around. So did you know that last weekend in Athens, Georgia, something would go sour? Did you already did you already look ahead and knew that? Because that's what happened. And Nebraska, because of their past relationship and Nebraska, were able to benefit from a generational talent saying, you know what, I want to look elsewhere. No, in all seriousness, I just I just saw it as a thing that you could not count out until literally signing yeah. day. Just because of the connection. Just because of the connection. And just if you look at it, and I'm, I don't know exactly what happened to Georgia, and, and no, I didn't know that would happen. But I'm just saying, it's like the, Nebraska yeah. was going to be given the benefit of the doubt, unlike any other program in America. Yeah, I don't in know. His, I, in his mind, I don't know, Mark. So, so you got to understand here this situation. So, let's go back to a week ago today. Nebraska's making the final arrangements to get McCord here. Yep. Dylan Riola is not in the picture. Dylan Riola was going to Athens to take a physical because he would basically be moving in today. So something happened. I mean, they they were pretty aware that Carson Beck was coming back. So something on some other level, it could be NIL or some promises that were made. 
just yeah. didn't seem right. And and Dom's a business guy, man. You, yeah. you don't play 14 years in the NFL and have sons and and you know daughters like he has that are athletes. You're a business person. Your son is mm-hmm. kind of a client. I know that sounds a little eh, but that's where we are in today's college athletics. So on yeah. Saturday, Nebraska's making plans to get Kyle McCord here. On Monday morning, Kyle McCord is their guy. He, he's their guy. He's their starting quarterback in 2024, or at least he's going to be the most veteran guy in that room. But they knew on Sunday that Dylan Riola said, I want to come to Nebraska. So <laughs> it's a weird dynamic because Nebraska was going forward with the McCord visit, knowing on Sunday that Dylan Riola wanted to come to Nebraska. So yeah. they were trying to balance, we'd love to have both. Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, but then, but then, then you have to make a choice. And Matt Rule made a choice of the guy that has more upside of a freshman coming in than a one-year guy. And it's just, it's the world of college football right now. The calendar yeah. is so screwed up. But through it all, Nebraska's going to be able to they went from possibly having two five-stars guys to having one five-star to retaining the other high school quarterback in your class, which I will tell you on Monday was not, was not in the cards. Mm-hmm. You know, Danny knew about McCord. Danny didn't know about Dylan. And I'm glad that he's going to stay and compete because Danny's been chasing Dylan for a while now. So mm-hmm. let's get in there and compete. But you can see as a 17-year-old, all of a sudden your world is turned upside down. So schools are like, hey, let's call the 402. Michigan State's in play. Well, then Michigan State with Jonathan Smith brings basically his quarterback from Oregon State. And is there room for you? Now you got a kid that is confused on, man, I want to go to Nebraska, but and they're going to honor my scholarship, but am I going to play? Does anybody want me? And then last night, I think you got just a, 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 a – until Wednesday, a confirmation that Danny Kalen is still in. And then you go, man, what's Brock Purdy going to do after today? He's got his degree, but he's got groin surgery that he just had. And I mean, it's, it's, a, it's been a wild, wild week, but this is probably how Nebraska should operate. They should oh, always yeah. be searching for the best options to upgrade the roster, regardless of the feelings it hurts or the ground that you scorch. And I think you have enough. You have a person that's in control that they know how to play these type of games. That on Wednesday, when Nebraska has signing day, you're going to go, and, and and it might not be over. You're going to go, damn, this it, might be this might be the time where Nebraska flips, and maybe it actually equates to something on the field. This is this is a put your money where your mouth is moment for the program, for Matt Rule, and for everything. Like if you if you say you're going to be about competition, yeah, yeah, bring it. Like, yeah, and if, and if you're on the team and you're somehow butthurt by that, step up and get better. Well, don't you guys <laughs> you think know, also, like that's, you guys that's have, the opposite you guys, of what Frost did with the Burrow well, situation. Well, okay, so right? you guys have talked about this. I think it's important about communication. Yeah, we all want competition. Um, there's a lot of dads are involved these days. Why, I, I think, that's why, I think yeah. that's why football coaches yes. like – I think that's why football coaches like moms. Moms are a less hassle to the football coach than the dad is. So – but here's the thing. We all want competition. And I don't for, I'll give Rule the benefit of the doubt because he doesn't strike me as this guy that says, you know, Mark Cranick walks in, he's got his son by his side, and he says, I want that kid to start a quarterback. If he doesn't start a quarterback, I'm not coming here. And Rule goes, yeah, Mark, man, I got to have that guy quarterback. I love you, man. I know what you mean to the program. Your kid's starting. Rule doesn't strike me as that. But Rule does strike me because we've seen now evidence 
of you can handle these situations with just the simple part of communicating, guys. Yeah, you do. Let everybody know where they're at. That's the thing among things that, that Scott was at fault as. He was not up front with guys and said, this is the deal. Instead, he left it very gray, and then he let you decide. I think Rule communicates well on where you stand, what's going to happen, and if you do blank, this is going to be the result. So I think we can all take the honesty and go, thanks, coach. I know where I stand. Let's go get him. Instead of, whoa, whoa, whoa. Plus, another thing, guys, you can't lie to your football team. They're around their fellow teammates Mm -hmm. every single day, and they can see the guys that put in the work or are the best in practice. If you lie to your team and it looks like you're playing favorites, have fun with that locker room. You Mm -hmm. just nailed it. You just nailed it from the top down of communication to how the culture is. And, yes, that locker room is your ultimate judge and jury. I mean, they are going to know who's getting the uh, special treatment or who gives them the best chance to win because you've got a number of guys in that room that, man, they're dying to win because they haven't won. But, Sharpie, I want to get your take here on just some other possible developments. Do you think Nebraska – and I know the numbers crunch is real. And are you good with the – I mean, I I don't want to get off quarterbacks too much here, but are you good with the running back room? And I ask that because there's been a lot of questions – uh, that come up uh, in the stream, especially this morning, about is Nebraska going to do anything? Is there anything on the radar running back-wise? I, guys, we've, we've talked about it for a couple of weeks now. I, I don't like their running back room. I mean, there's a lot of great unknown. Um, I don't like how it was coached this past year, how it was managed. Yeah, you can tell me you got a couple of guys that went down with injuries, but and I, 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 I think your two weakest links – on that staff are the person that coaches running backs and the person that coaches quarterbacks. It looks like you're oh, fixing your quarterback I, issue. I didn't see it with running backs. I'd like you to expand on that a little bit. I, I, didn't, I just didn't think what, they were very well coached in terms of hmm, reading rotation. Holes, vision rotation. I don't think the whole thing was handled very well. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I, I thought I saw Emmett Johnson go from, you know, a wily young player who was years away from contributing to, Kind of getting him ready to at least compete and hold his own. I thought that too, thing. Mark. I thought that too until I asked some questions. They said no. Emmett actually has been that guy. He just needed mm-hmm. an opportunity, which mm-hmm. is great because now now he's in the mix for twenty four. But is he a three down back? You know, and where right. he fits and how does that affect other guys? No, Emmett Johnson. Emmett Johnson finally got to show off what has been there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I because I, I, I thought, oh man, there's a guy that developed, and then I was told, well. He's kind of been that guy. He's shown it. He just had some guys in front of him, so he finally got to play. Um, I, I, and I, I look, you know, are you guys comfortable with what they're going into to 24 with what they have in the running back room? You know, there have been some high school running backs that they have, you know, kicked the tires on. But either the guy from Sacramento, who I like, because I think you need a big running back. I, I, I think you need a guy that people bounce off of. They didn't, talk, they didn't communicate with him. And he mm. wanted to come here, the kid from Sacramento. Um, mm. And I'm wondering, okay. why are okay. they not communicating with him? Are, are they going to yeah. wait? Are they going to wait and fill this hole on the back end of the portal? Or it might be maybe, a bad fit. Might maybe, be a bad maybe fit. Maybe in February. Yeah, it might be a bad fit with Barthel, right? I, I mean, it could be. It doesn't mean he's a bad coach and can't coach anywhere, but 
you know, maybe he's a guy that needs to be in the Northeast where the talent's just around him and he can work his local connections and that's better versus a Nebraska where you got to like spray out to the entire nation and recruit. You, you got you to put a lot more into recruiting basically yeah. when you're at Nebraska than you do elsewhere. So that's, that's interesting. We'll see if there are any changes there. How about this, by the way? Um, the high school that Gabe Irvin and Anthony Grant came from, that's the high school yeah. where Rayola has been. Um, I think maybe a silver lining here of not that this was the plan all along, but if it was, how brilliant. And maybe we'll find out in 20 years when someone writes the expose. <laughs> Look at what Rayola did, right? So he's got the Phoenix area on lockdown, right? He knows that area. knows all the top guys there. Everybody knows Rayola loves him. Now so does Atlanta, right? Everybody knows him, and he's the man there. People in Ohio State recruiting circles, all those cats that Ohio State – is is recruiting he knows all those fools georgia same deal like this guy now rayola he's got to be one of the more connected players in, in the country and so for him to now bring that to nebraska it's going to have that magnetic effect i i think there could i think you could still see some changes to this current class with some new guys getting added and maybe a few other guys moving on just because of that rayola effect because yeah. i think you're going to now have access to guys that you didn't have access to a week ago is yeah. he bringing his louis well i i think it, it, mark makes a great point and, and i've heard elijah mention this as well is when you have a high profile recruit especially a quarterback all the kids know him because they run across him in camps or elite 11s or we all got youtube okay dylan riola has been in the spotlight for four years so everybody around the country knows who he is um, and, you know, and, and he started to work on the flipping on Sunday. I'm sure Nebraska said, whoa, 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 we don't have much space and we can't put a freshman on an NIL scholarship. You know, Nebraska didn't have to do anything until fall camp, but they're going to have, you know, spring will, spring will be, I, I think, a moment where it becomes pretty evident who's going to play and not play. And so maybe some of those guys that are still on scholarship that didn't play this past year when it seemed like everybody got an opportunity to play, they may leave. But, yeah, Riola is a guy that can help flip. You know, you got two linebackers that are on campus, one decommitted from Miami yesterday because they simply ran out of space because they're more into recruiting portal guys right now than high school guys. And then you have another one who Nebraska has, you know, already had some interest in going all the way back to the spring from Oregon. But who was here that time of the year? That was Riola. So, yeah, there there's a bounce. There's a bounce that you can get. And that's the – when if you have to choose two guys – you choose the guy that's going to help you with momentum and is going to impact you now, later, and, and, and beyond. But it's, it's, it's wild how this could happen. It just It's tough this late to have peer recruiting because you don't have space and it's at the 11th hour instead of, man, can you imagine what would have happened back in May? Hmm. Hmm. I think Brandon's spot on here in, in the comments in the stream. Uh, Tinfoil hat. Part of the plan the whole time. <laughs> Part of the plan the whole time. Rayola, go get in, infiltrate. I mean, this is like a Russia psyop, right? Like this is exactly <laughs> wow. what this is. This is a, uh, some Putin level stuff. That's major tinfoil hat stuff. It, that, that, yes, it's a little out yes. there for me. A little out there for me. <laughs> Gary Sharp is with us. The weekend infiltrate the enemy. The weekend edition of Hail Varsity. Sharpie, now let's just talk about the the upgrade at quarterback that, that Riola potentially will be 
when, when we talk skill set, development, his, his grooming for this moment. And I know there's a lot of pressure. There's the Nebraska factor here. But we've not seen a quarterback potentially like this ever here, have we? I mean, guys, no. a, guy, a guy that comes in and just has the tools to scan the defense. He's mm. big. He's physical. Oh. And he's got arm talent that's that's pretty elite yeah there he's the hawaiian andrew luck is what he did um you know there's there's something special about him and i think now you you go all in on he's your starting quarterback against utep i would still think they need to get a veteran day one day one you think day one um Mm. you still need to get a veteran in that room i'd like to see somebody that you know i love winning programs you guys were mentioning earlier buford uh the high school that he came from I love that Nebraska got an offensive lineman out of Bishop Gorman in Vegas because all they yes. do is win. So I like high schools that win. You know, Westside has a winning culture. They're starting to turn guys towards Nebraska. Um, so I, I think day one, hey, freshmen have played here before. You remember 2018 a freshman played. But I mm-hmm. think you work around the skill set of what he brings, and that is a big boy arm. He can throw into a tight window. He can throw guys open. Now, I want to see the consistency. I I want people to go and watch, if you can find it on YouTube, a full game, not just highlight reels, because he's still got some things to work on. And, you know, if you if you pair him with a guy that is big into technique and works on the footwork and the release, then you can start working on, I can scan the field. I can tell that Dylan has some good football DNA because he does scan the field. And he's played with some pretty good wide receivers in high school. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's, had, he's, had, he's had a couple of nice, really high school teams. But I think what he does is as he develops and he gets up to the speed of the college game, guys, he's going to elevate that wide receiver room. We already know what is here. So guys are going to be thrown open. Guys are going to be able to, if they run routes, they're going to get run routes the right way. They're going to get rewarded. They're going to be thrown catchable balls. I think a guy, don't forget about him coming up on Wednesday. Nebraska's done a great job of keeping Barney in the mix because he's a long way away from where he's going to go to college. A lot of people Barney? like him. Ja'Cory yes. Barney. Yes. Ja'Cory Barney. And Ja'Cory Barney is what? A wide receiver. For folks that... Yes. Okay. And yeah. so Nebraska likes him a lot. I think he's another guy that's going to fit right into the mix. Um, I think he'll elevate the wide receivers. But I, I just think you got a guy that has got a huge upside and has already got a great baseline. Now what do you do with it? The big thing is what do you do with him, how you coach him. But you can't do this. What they did with Adrian is they didn't build around him. So, Nebraska, if you look at Scott Frost's five years of getting verbal commitments from offensive linemen, there were a couple years in there where they had just two. They just had one. They had a big year his second year. Rule the last, 11, last two years has gotten 11 verbal commitments. So it's Nebraska's mindset of building in and then moving out. But you've got to put pieces around him. You can't just get a guy like a Dylan Riola and say, hey, here you go. Get us to a bowl game. Yeah. Your, your job yeah. as the CEO of the program is – Let's build around him. So, ball catchers, which I like that phrase that was used yesterday. I like big men in front of him. And do you help him instead of saying, hey, you help us. Say, no, no, we already like you. We're going to help you. And I think that's something that Nebraska has failed to do when they've had a generational talent on either side of the ball to build around them. They've just said, you're so good. Just go do your good things. Gary, really fast, you mentioned the, the, the ball catcher thing, and I think that's a reference to, to Desmond Demas. Can we talk about what the hell was going on there? Because that feels like a weird situation all around from, like, 
He says he's coming to Lincoln. It doesn't sound like he actually has a, a visit lined up. From what I've been told, that has not been an interest from Nebraska for a couple of months now. But is, now he wants to Davis come. Is Davis allowed to leave the state is my question. <laughs> Listen, and for folks that don't know, Texas former Texas A&M guy transferred Garden City, five-star receiver. Sorry. Uh, doesn't it feel like, hey, I'm, I know I've got a passionate fan base that is just eating up stuff. Let's get some people involved. Yeah. Yeah, yep. hey, hey, more Instagram followers, more Twitter followers. That's as the day went on, that's what it seemed like to me. I, I thought it was still a little remote for him to be here this weekend because there's a lot of questions about is he eligible, when he'd be here, what's going on, Nebraska's comfort level with his past. Um yeah, I, it, it that was that was one of those things we've seen before, I think, guys, where you get a Nebraska fan base engaged, you get a lot of attention, and then you're like, oh. That's why he was doing that. Who was the quarterback, not Tebow, with Leak that was the third down jump pass? That was Tebow. No, no, but who who was Leak was the starter on their first national championship team. Then who was it later? I swear they had another quarterback that was just a Cam Newton. Just that just that kind of role. No, at Florida. Anyway, I can't remember. Cam Newton was at Florida. Well, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't him. No, Newton, was he at Florida or Florida State? No, no, Florida. he went to Florida, Florida and then he got kicked out. Regardless, that's not the name. I'll find it. I'll bring it up next week. There, there's somebody else that was that was like that. But anyway, I, to me, that's going to be Harburg. I think Harburg is going to have still like a package of goal line. Hold on for a second. Listen, Sharpie, Sharpie's, Sharpie's, face, Sharpie's face says no. No, it wasn't Rex no. Grossman either, Greg, in the stream. Uh, no, it was not Rex Grossman. No, what I'm saying is he, I think he makes a potential – I think he makes a permanent position move to like a tight end, right, or a slot. Why are you guys laughing so hard? I'm laughing, I'm laughing at Sharpie's face when you brought up Harburg and Corbin. I'm not trying to – dude, listen to this. It is horrible. That's horrible. Leave the kid alone, all right? Come on. He's, he's got a couple of W's. You got a couple W's. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is is he pulled back for the he pulled back for the screen and (laughs) from what I saw from Heinrich Harbor. Thank you, Belldozer. Oh, oh, Blake Bell. He did not go to Oklahoma, not Florida. Sorry, it was sorry. Yes, you were definitely right, Walter. It was Belldozer. From what we saw, though, from what we saw in Heinrich Harburg last year. If you have Dylan Ryle on the football field and you put Heinrich Harburg in on a third down, Gary, open your this eyes. fan base open may eyes. never forgive Marcus Satterfield. That's all I'm saying. No, listen. All well, okay, so listen, let's just – I'm saying hey, – hey, I, I haven't even finished my point. Just hold are on. You gonna, are you going to go in your closet and grab your Taysom Hill jersey as well? Thank you. This is this is the guy. that Harburg is going to be like tight end type. But then when it's like second and one from the goal line – you hand it off. Yeah, you bring in Har- you bring in Harburg. Harburg is going to be your little Swiss Army knife because he is athletic enough with the ball. He's big enough. He's a matchup problem. I'm not saying he's going to be the permanent quarterback and beat out Ariola. I'm not. Or Purdy I, for that I matter. Love Har- or Caitlin. I love Harburg. I love Harburg. But there is a spot the, for him on the team. And the I'm ball, saying, and that's what it'll be. Okay, yeah, so it's so, called H back. Um. They, I, they need a veteran in that quarterback room um, because right now you have an incoming freshman who thankfully will be here for spring. You have Purdy, you have Harburg, and a bunch of walk-ons. It'll so, be Purdy is the veteran. So let me ask you guys this because I think there's one guy in this mix that has gained a lot of power 
in the last 48 to 72 hours. Who's more important to Nebraska in 2024? Because also, you know that two guys are going to start a game. I mean, wait, T- Tanner Lee ain't walking back through that door where he says, I got it, guys. I'll start all 12. So it probably two starts guys the are first start. four, Rayola takes over. That's my prediction. Go on. What, what are you, back in 1993 again? No. Or what, 1992? No. Maybe. That was the Mike Grant, Tommy Frazier. So who's more important in Nebraska football as of today? Harburg or Purdy? Purdy. Okay. Because Charlie. Purdy has – so the staff feels like Purdy has more of an upside. But we have no idea what Purdy wants to do, which is kind of yeah. uncomfortable because, you know, you'd like to have him in that room to see what he can do. Here, here's the thing what we don't know, and I don't mean to crush Harburg, and, and I, I think a Taysom Hill role would suit him well, is Nebraska's going to have a new guy that's directing that room. What impact does it have? Yeah. Because – my pushback when I've always said, man, Harburg and Purdy development is you should have seen him in spring. That's the response you get from Lincoln is look at him now, but man, you should have seen him in spring. So what do you want? And, and I, I get it during the season. It's really tough to develop a quarterback because everything is about game prep. Um, so it's not like you're working on technique. That's that's in the spring. That's in fall camp. So, you know, spring, spring at the quarterback position will be very curious. Nebraska. Nebraska has a – you add Riola, what kind of a jump do they make, it, make as a group? You know, not just one guy, but what do they make as a group? Exactly. Because they're going to need at least two quarterbacks, and they might need three as the season goes along. Yeah, we didn't yeah. get to the wackiest story of the week here, which is now up on the screen. Casey Thompson, despite all the wackiness <laughs> of this week, I think Casey Thompson <laughs> – Deciding to come back to Lincoln and threw a wrench into everyone's storylines and just created the wackiest storyline I've probably ever seen in Nebraska your, football. Which is your vet quarterback. What? Which, what by the, the way, he has that? not decided to do. He has not decided. No, he has not, but he's, he's got doing. a seventh year of okay. eligibility. I know, but that Elijah made it seem like <laughs> like that's no, just, deciding to come back. No, he's not deciding to come back. It was just so wacky that we wake up on Friday morning like, is Casey Thompson going to be a Husker again? Like, that yeah. that was, in a wacky week, maybe the wackiest storyline. Well, we got another Casey video. Remember, right after spring football ended, he was throwing in the Hawks Championship Center? We got a, we got a Casey video of him throwing with Emmett Johnson the other day. And then Danny Kalen said, not so fast. I got two Huskers. I'm going to throw passes to Fedonian Hall. Next yeah. thing you know... Raiola is going to put out a video this morning, and he's throwing with the entire team. Gary, Gary, as somebody who's been around the program uh, a long time and been following all this, the only comp I can come up with, I'm not saying he's going to produce at the same level, but in terms of the reaction of the fan base and the understanding of how significant it is that Raiola seemingly going to commit, I think you have to go back to Frazier 91 where it's just like when Frazier committed at that moment in that time, everybody that followed the program closely kind of knew everybody was just sort of like, Ooh, that's different. That is different. There are a lot of pieces in place at this program right now. And now you're getting this dude, Tommy, that is so brash, so confident, so perfect for that offense. Look the hell out. Right, like y'all, yeah. you just knew it. You knew I, that that dude was going to change things. Dude, I, I feel I, like Rayola. I don't want to put him is, in that category. I listen, man. We're talking now. We about, have the benefit of hindsight because now we have the benefit yeah. of hindsight. Hey, can, can I'm I, talking can in I the moment. Through? Okay, I'm talking I, in the moment. 
of him recruiting, we knew how significant it was. I feel like this is the same thing because it has dominated the entire week, unlike any other yeah, recruit yeah. I can remember since yeah. Frazier. Okay, I'll give you um, in terms of attention where you think, man, this is the guy. Remember what our discussion was like when Adrian committed right away to Frost. But I want to go back to a, probably about 20 years ago, right? Remember the, remember the attention around Harrison Beck? Yeah. Where, where a, head, a head coach yeah. got his quarterback and we went, dang, that might be the guy to put you over the top. Along with Leon Jackson, it was can't miss. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, – you know, I, I think that the thing here, first of all, you got to get the kid in your program – and let him settle in. And then I also think you have to let him breathe because yeah. there will be so many expectations on him, and there should be, but some of them will be just outrageous. I but think if, that's why it, it works, though, Gary. I think that's why it works because, and the same with Frazier, heap as much pressure as you want on the guy. He doesn't, he doesn't, well, we're about to, we're, we're about to find out because when you get squeezed, you know, what comes out is what your true thing is. So, there's going to be a lot of squeezing because you expect him to be the guy to turn the corner of this program. And if he comes out and he's a baller, then it's game on. Then it has changed the trajectory of Nebraska football. Nothing's, nothing's going to surprise Rayola about this place. So nothing. He grew up in it. He gets it entirely. Entirely. Well, he's been yeah, around the uh, NFL you guys. Do, you do, but hey, until you yeah. have boots on the ground, Mark, you don't really truly understand what that position and what that name is until you're walking around here. Yeah, you can go to basketball games, you can go to baseball games, and everybody knows you. But now it's real. That's what I'm. That's what I, I'm glad that we're done with the whole recruiting stuff. Okay, now it's time to play football. That's when you find out that this is a pressure cooker. Not everybody can handle it. He's got a background that says he can. That's yeah. why I can't wait I'm for concerned. this to just get going and play some football and see how this unfolds. But at some point, we're going to have to let the kid breathe. And that's where the program comes in of, hey, we're just going to let you be you in this program and help you get to where you want to go. That also brings a football program with you. It's not real until you're sitting in that 100-level yep. psychology course at UNL, you know? Sharp, real Sharpie, real quick, let's uh, – we, we talk about these freshman quarterbacks that, that – get the opportunity it's what they want they're they're five star and they land and they're freshmen big difference with what's their supporting cast okay and i let's just go there for two seconds before we say goodbye you know what what nice try chris you know we're gonna what's 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 around him say raiola commits and then wins the job do you like the offensive line the wideouts the defense these, these parts he's walking into as you look to 2024. Okay, so. The help. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're in, a, they're in a, a good spot offensively. Um, we don't know what good quarterback play does to everybody, right? Like, like <laughs> we, not, we, not, we really I, don't. But, but I'm talking about elevating players around you with just simple good so quarterback funny. play. That is so funny. I mean, just like. Just think about what you just said. Like, we literally don't. <laughs> Oscar Bay's like, what's it like to have a good quarterback that knows how to play quarterback? What does that do to an offensive lineman when a quarterback doesn't hold the ball too long, that knows when to get rid of it? Um, 
That's you know, actually what worries me about yeah. Rayola. He stands in, in there till the last millisecond. I think well, it's time and, to adjust. And so that's where you adjust as an offensive lineman. Yeah. I think on offensive line, you know, you got a lot of veterans coming back, but can you build depth behind him? You know, that's another yeah. thing to, to worry about. That's why spring football becomes very fascinating because it's not like you'll have a ton of new faces. I mean, people have been here for a while. I also think this, and I'm going to watch this very closely, on both sides of the ball, rule is big on year two, not just the results like that are on his resume, but also of guys developing. I, I think he, you know, I, I think he took a little pushback on why some of the portal guys didn't pop sooner. And he was like, well, you know what? Year two of portal guys, I think that's when they pop. Well, okay, does that apply to guys that were already here? That in year two, with some familiarity and some comfortability, then all of a sudden we start to see them grow. So if that happens, man, you're cooking with peanut oil. But again, we don't know. We always talk about Amir. Amir was able to cover up a lot of warts on that offense. And, and after he was gone, they reared their ugly head. Well, you could have a quarterback that's here for at least three years. Does he cover up some of the things that ails Nebraska offensively right now that you can fix in the meantime because you know you have to? That's, that's what I can't wait to see, if that's really true. And that really, then that shows you how good Dylan Riola is and can be if he can single-handedly do that. Because we haven't talked a lot about around here. We've wanted to, but it hasn't come to fruition of, hey, man, this is a quarterback team. Man, that quarterback, he can go out and win games. We tried that with Adrian. Again, pieces around him didn't necessarily fit together, and he was poorly managed. Maybe we get to that point where, man, where you have a quarterback that on Saturday, I don't even have to worry about it. He's going to go out and make two or three plays a game that he's going to win it for us. Well, to your point, Gary, about how long it's been, as far as my research can, can, can show me, do you know who the only Husker over the last three decades is to throw a pass in a regular season NFL game? Ooh, Rex Burkhead. Ah, Schmitty ruined uh, it. Schmitty ruined it. It's Rex Burkhead. Man. As far as I can tell, he is 0 for 2 in his NFL career throwing the ball. Oh, Superman. Yeah, Charles you know, here, here's a, know. One, one quick thing. One quick thing here. About 24. So let, let, let's roll with Raiola is the guy, and Raiola has a good freshman year. Because, wow, surprise, there are freshman quarterbacks that start in college big boy football nowadays and do well. Think about what he does for your future. Like the momentum that you pick up. We, we have lamented, guys, about Nebraska never recruited to Sue. Yep. Well, I mean, they didn't. They no. never recruited to blank. They never used a good year off of a certain player to recruit to them. Mm-hmm. That's what could happen in 24 is you establish your offense. You have a really good quarterback. You start to build off of him. And then it becomes a kind of a plug and play because you have the culture. You have the game plan. You have the talent that are all set. That's when you turn the corner and it starts to pop. Mm-hmm. Got in the stream, Zach Taylor never threw a pass in the NFL. I don't believe he did. I don't no, believe he made, made uh, 52. Yeah, he didn't make a, a final roster. Um, I, a couple of Huskers that are uh, – so they're on the current roster and it's a roll of the dice of whether or not they'll come back. But two guys I think are really important for someone like Dylan Rayola and his level of maturity and if he's the guy from day one. Marcus Washington, you don't know if he's going to get his his uh, extra year of eligibility. That seems kind of unlikely, I think, if we had to guess. Um, but a receiver like that, right? Big target. So imagine Kemp at six foot two, basically dependable, mm-hmm. going to get open, tough, 
a security blanket veteran receiver. I think he really needs that. You know, whether it's Washington yeah. or you get somebody out of the portal, you need that security blanket guy. And then another guy, I think, too, is somebody like a Ramir. Somebody that when things break down, just flip it over to him, right? Like somebody that's reliable, can catch it out of the backfield, get you a few yards. You pair Rayola up with a, a, a veteran in the backfield that can catch and a veteran that a veteran receiver that isn't going to alligator arm anything and is going to catch anything thrown at him or at least try. I feel like he needs that. How, how critical is that, Gary? That if Washington, like you can't assume Washington's coming back, do you have to go get that fifth-year receiver, that dependable Wester Camp, Washington type? Um, first of all, thanks for the cameo of Mrs. Schmidt. Um, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so that you know what that that's the thing. Like I thought Fleming was that guy. What you're describing is Nebraska needs a possession wide receiver. Yeah, dependable. And, and, Washington's and, that guy if he's healthy. Yeah, and but I don't. Man, I just don't know what the path would be for him to get an extra year. I know, um, I know. It's completely different from the two-time transfer waiver that was announced yesterday. So yeah. I think that path to get him an extra year is I don't I just I mean, unless Nebraska invents something. Um like I, I agree with you about a possession guy, but I would like to wait and see what happens with the current wide receiver room in the spring. Remember, the we, we we're we're all caught up in the current portal window. Last year turned out to be one of the interesting spring portal windows for Nebraska. Guys they lost and then guys they tried to add. So I I don't know if they just say, you know what, we got some young wide receivers. I mean, Demetrius Bell might win the offseason around here, and he hadn't even played, but everybody brings him up. So I think they want to see what they got with the wide receivers before they start to make a move. I agree with you about a running back out of the backfield. What if that's Emmett Johnson? Could be. Hey, you know, he's got skills there too. They didn't. They didn't use use them a lot. What if Nebraska? Um, what if Nebraska with a quarterback that can complete a screen pass? My God, the stadium might fall down. Blasphemy, blasphemy. By the way, Rayola, his deep ball. I mean, it's like Russell Wilson style, man. Just like if you're if you're sitting in the East Stadium expansion, like you are going to be eye level with the ball <laughs> at some point, right? Like that thing just goes. He throws it so damn high in the air. It's have crazy. you donated to 1890? I have not. I have okay. not. I want to go on, be, on behalf of the Riolas, you have not donated? No. No. I, okay. I, I, I give my money to counterread.com and, um, you know, and beer. Like, what? Why, <laughs> I can't pay them directly. I'm just saying. How, how about you? Have you guys done it? I, I by the way, I, I think, I'll say, no. I'll say, your proceeds. When are the collectives, the collectives going to get your proceeds back? on Cornhead Lager do benefit eighteen ninety? So in that yeah, way, that, I have technically. My guys are, I that take is a fantastic beer. That is a fantastic okay. yeah. beer, Cornhead Lager. I recommend you to try it. They do sponsor our show, up. so I am biased, but yes. this is not a a joke when I say I do go out of my way to go buy Cornhead Lager. It's a fantastic beer, easy drinking. It's not going to be something that's like, you know, I love Cross James yeah. Fairy Nectar as well. That's a, a less easy drinking beer. The Cornhead Lager, a great game day beer, easy drinking, good for a Saturday night. Good for a volleyball national title at 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Elijah's drunk on it right now. This is great. Hey, I'll get Doug at Cross Drain, and so we'll each have one, maybe one of these shows here shortly, and we'll all just toast. At the end of the don't show, you, that's what don't we'll you, do. Don't you feel like the Fairy Nectar is Nebraska's best chance right now at having a boulevard-like, a boulevard wheat-like distribution throughout the Midwest. I think that is Nebraska's best chance at an export that becomes a it's regional. It's Nebraska's five-star right now. Player. 
I'll, yeah, right? I'll, I'll also give a free shout out. Love the copper alt from Zipline, folks. At Zipline do a great job as well. Yeah. Love Zipline. Two blocks. Listen, from listen to Elijah just shout. How did, how did we go from <laughs> Rayola to shouting out favorite beers? The Snow like, Beast what? down at Kincader, also a fantastic nice. winter yeah. beer. That's yeah. a good one. Can I get a what what for Devil's Gap? Hey, oh, Devil's here, Gap, the jalapeno yeah. ale, so okay. good. Now, so now good. the next step is you got a head football coach who likes his bourbon, not really a beer mm. drinker. Mm. Yeah, where's Cut Spike at? Nebraska distillery-wise doesn't have that um, kind of signature. So Yeah, so the bourbon that Rule likes is local. Oh, do, you, really? do you have a name? Um, I don't know the exact name. I want to say it's in Fremont. That it is, it is barreled in Fremont, but he likes some local bourbon. Low key downtown Fremont, legit. It is. I'm, I'm telling you, you get there, dude. They have a legit Mexican restaurant, legit whiskey bar, legit like Italian restaurant, legit steak restaurant. That was no, not a quote I was expecting to get on this Saturday morning edition of Hellbound Radio. Have you seen downtown Fremont? Have you guys seen what Dylan Riola and Nebraska playing for a national championship against our most hated rival tomorrow has done to Cranick? I know. Yeah. What do you think would happen to she's already extremely popular and she's a brick wall. What if Becca Alec blocks a Texas middle tomorrow and goes horns down? Ooh. She, she will, will viral that. moment. She will do that. I don't think there's any question. And in fact, if she wasn't like that. That's the only reason why Andy Jackson doesn't play all the time. You, because I think you could make the argument if that happens, that could be the biggest moment in women's college volleyball history. Just because everyone on the internet loves any sort of horns down ever whenever somebody's playing Texas. That yeah. could be bigger. I mean, like, we know Volleyball Day in Nebraska was huge with its viralness for, for women's college volleyball. But going horns down. Virality. Whatever. Is it? I'm just kidding. I don't know what it is. No, I, really I, I think that's in reference. Anyway, let's move on from that. That's virility. Ah, yeah. I was like, I'm not sure about that. Anyway. Oh, I'm calling this. Love you guys. <laughs> no, wait, Daddy. I want to know. I was going to say, the, like, in the national championship match, if there's a horns down moment, that will be absolutely massive for women's college It'll be volleyball. great. You just better win if you're going to do horns down. Yeah. Laney, Laney Choboy is also a candidate to do that. She is. No, just, just win. Do all the horns down you want, but just make sure you have – more sets in the hey wouldn't you like to know what is in the drafts of nebraska volleyball's twitter account because you know it's gotten kind of spicy (laughs) on social media between teams when they win they're awful especially texas and nebraska yeah so what do you think is sitting in each school's drafts for tomorrow Mm. do we remember the lexi sun exactly like the sun rises again in in nebraska or something like that Yeah. yeah they're totally called out that was that is a, was as low of a blow as I've seen a university account go, calling out a specific individual in college, calling out Lexi. That was, wow. That was Texas, though. I mean, that's Texas. That's Texas. Of course they did that. Of course they did that. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, somebody in the stream earlier comment, and I know Chris wanted to call this, and he looks angry almost right now. That's fine, Chris. I'm sorry. No, sorry good. that this thing went off the rails and we started talking about whatever the hell we were just talking about. But Dayton Rayola, somebody had put in there, the next Omaha West Side quarterback? <laughs> it's actually not a, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a ridiculous thought. Um, it's no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I imagine the family will move <laughs> to Lincoln because they're very active. That will be, to get Dayton, 
That will be quite the uh, recruiting twists and turns between <laughs> Lincoln East and Lincoln Southeast. What about Lincoln Christian? Why are you counting them out? Well, you could go the role <laughs> of uh, Jared Bubak. What about Tommy Armstrong at North Star? Is that the recruiting pitch? That mm. might be that now we might have to focus on the recruitment of Lincoln High Schools for Dayton Riola. Ron Kellogg's at Standing Bear. Oh. Mm. Hey, would it also surprise you if Dayton Riola commits to Nebraska here in the near future? No, no. would not. Yep. No, you just got the lineage all the way through. Like Riola's got Nebraska's 2020s handled. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm sorry we missed a game last night. I, uh, I heard people were driving by Memorial Stadium. It was all lit up. They didn't tell anybody they were having a game. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, today, I think today will be a good day for Nebraska football. I think you're you think right. today is you think today is the actual announcement of the commitment. Yeah, I think in the next couple of hours. Okay. And it'd be so much that... cool. I said it yesterday on the show. It'd be so much cooler if Nebraska volleyball wins a national title and then like ninety minutes later on Twitter, Dylan Riola like puts up a, a commitment post. That would be like an all time moment in Husker history. I well, think don't you timing, do it I like... think timing wise, you do your own day. You let volleyball uh... have their day tomorrow and you put it out if you're ready to put it out. Well, I think if you're Nebraska football, I mean, this is, it's a formality, but you would like it out there publicly in case somebody's on the fence. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of of lag time before Wednesday to bring some flips with him, possibly. Man, just when we thought Nebraska couldn't be interesting in the offseason, just when we thought. Actually, we never thought that. Well, Nebraska is actually more interesting in the offseason. You know what? They, They have this great brand. And they haven't backed it up on the field. They're no. finally acting like it here in the last couple of weeks because they can produce a bag. And instead of shying away from that, and that's old school, and I'm not comfortable with that, in Nebraska football, act like Nebraska football. Eventually, you're going to have to do it on the field because we're all worn out. But yeah. if you're able to do that, why not act like it? And I think a, I think a head coach realized that the brand is still strong, and they got a good response, and then they got. A week ago, yesterday, or tomorrow, they got this gift that has fallen back into their laps that now they can use to possibly turn the corner. It's, a, it's amazing. This stuff isn't supposed to happen in Nebraska football. So that's why I say, until the ink is dry, just hold the phone. Yep. And I'm, oh, not, no. I'm, not, I'm not saying something's going to be a curveball. I'm just saying we all have known that, man, Lucy is looming in the background, and all of a sudden she's going to come and take our football. Robert asked in the stream, does uh... – Dylan Rayola have to announce a decommitment before he can commit no. here. Not sure how that no. works. No, he does not. No, no all, but... all it is is talk until letter of intent signing day, which is Wednesday. So yeah, the, the kids is... can say whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, they, they don't have polygamy in recruiting. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Technically, he doesn't even have to announce a Georgia decommitment. He just has to announce a Nebraska commitment whenever you think about it. it would, Sharpie, what else you got? Polygamy in recruiting. What else you got? There's our show title. Polygamy in recruiting. Let's. I'm not sure. Sudden, I, why are we getting all, why are we losing all these downloads from Utah? Uh, we also have tomorrow. I mean, Nebraska volleyball and Nebraska K State are going at the same time. I know. Oh, I know. We haven't even talked about. Okay, that that has, if that doesn't tell you about the state of Husker athletics, right? A, a, a quarterback commit, a quarterback commit, not even a commit, and then a volleyball team. Like we haven't even talked about Nebraska K State. And I'm fine with that. And I think everybody else in the world's fine with it too. But that tells you a little bit about here. A little bit of a different place. On that note, yep, Shmi's right? gonna end the show hundred percent. I can see the look in his eyes. Football. Oh, 
football rules the day until yeah. it's until it doesn't. Oh, um, Scott Frost to Iowa is OC. Is that no, is there um, smoke there? I, so I feel like he would crumble the entire there was, operation there was, of how there was Iowa contact. wants to win. Um, Joe Philbin is is the guy that is mentioned the most over in and Iowa. Who's that right guy, now. and what's he all about? He's an older uh, coach. He'll, will, will he play within that same kind of system well, in okay. general? We, yeah. So just remember, so whatever Kirk Ferentz wants is his offense. Yeah. That's what he's going to get. And so he's, yeah. got a, he's got a strong connection. Joe Philbin is the guy that was, you know, with – he was so he was an analyst at Ohio State this past year. But everybody Reached else – his brother. Well, yeah. every, everybody will know him as the head coach of the Dolphins. Offensive coordinator oh, yeah. for a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's okay. the name. That's the name over in Iowa City that's being mentioned the most. He's got a strong connection with Kirk Ferentz. Now, Philbin is in his 60s, but that offense will only go like Kirk Ferentz wants it to go. And I think he shares similar ideas with Joe Philbin. So that's mm. it, it appears to be trending that way. I know, I know there was some contact between Frost. It actually the Frost hire would have been a good hire, in my opinion, if Scott was ready to grind. Head down, go to work, and grind. It would have been an interesting, you know, the difference of personality between him and Kirk. But they would have had to change their whole approach to winning, though. If they, you know, I don't know. Kirk is pretty strong-handed. That's why I think a guy like Joe Philbin probably fits better with him than Frost. I get what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. because you can't just all of a sudden inject, you know, tempo and yeah, (laughs) like. That that would make the whole operation fall apart in Iowa. Yeah, it would be like if that if you could pull that marriage off though, the Kirk Ferentz winning way with the Scott Frost offense, it kind of it kind of intrigues me in just terms of what that would look like and how successful it could be. But I think I think in Iowa, defense would wear the hell out. You'll never change your philosophy. Is you have an elite defense, you have an elite special teams group. Just don't screw it up on offense. But. You know, for 24 in Iowa City, it comes down to what offense benefits Cade McNamara because that's going to be your starting quarterback. So, yeah, Joe Philbin, who is 62, uh, looks like he is uh, the front runner to be the offensive coordinator. And he's he was an analyst at Ohio State this past year. But you remember, he's also an off- former offensive line coach in the NFL, which Kirk Ferentz, that's part of his background as well. Somebody <laughs> who is a Roger in the stream, Iowa's out shopping for a golf simulator. As though that's how they're going to lure Frost is the I don't know. You know where you'd have to go get the golden tea, the famous golden tea? I have a friend, actually. Is, is, is it still in in the Hawks Center? Uh, no, it, it is in the basement of the Peed family, which runs 1890. How do you know oh, that? Really? How do you Can know that? up a little bit? What's going on here? The gol- So, golden tea. Yeah. What's the video What's going game? On with that? I'm not yeah, like, like don't reveal this, but like how on earth do you freaking know that? That's that's a rhetorical question. I hold on. I, I, don't, no, where was, you to where that was Golden just, Tea? Where was Golden Tea during the Frost tenure? Where was this machine? It was in the football offices. It was in the football offices, and there was maybe a little bit too much golden tea being played, uh, is the insinuation. And so that has been removed from the football offices. I'm uh sure. yeah. Yep. Trev was not down. Trev's more of a Tecmo Bowl guy, right? Like he's like, I, hey. I think Trev's more of an office space guy. Where once that thing was removed, he's going to take a hammer to it, like it's the uh, the copy machine that everyone hated. 
By I the way, think, this is real life that we're talking about here. Yeah, I think, this is I think real Trev life. is in, we don't treat our football program like a fraternity. Hmm. I would like to shout out my guy Ryan down in Mississippi. Um, he has a golden tea in his house because there's a restaurant that was closing down. He got a great deal on it. And let me tell you what, <laughs> drinking some beers with the boys and playing golden tea at your boy's house, it's a lot better than doing it at the bar. Like, you can just play unlimited, <laughs> unlock that thing. You can get on all the leaderboards, like, nationwide. Yeah. It's insane. I would no, charge your quarter. Nobody's against golden tea, but not at the expense of the success of the Nebraska football program. I think that's kind of the difference. That's kind of the difference. Yeah, can maybe, I get, maybe can keep I get that a in golden player's tea? lounge? Yeah. Can I get it? Could I get a golden tea to hook up to my, my big screen in the basement? Check Facebook Marketplace. You could probably, it, it might not be like local. You might have to go a ways for it. He got lucky with the local golden tea, but I'm sure you can find one somewhere. I love doing this show every Saturday. <laughs> we have no idea where this is going. This is what makes uh, us the best. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Duck Hunt is going to be a really big deal when Rayola comes in. That is his kind of thing. And Trev's fine with that because you're practicing like, long-term like vision depth perception triggering <laughs> right like it's applicable to the sport um so that'll be good that'll be good uh someone on the stream and then i know because schmitty is so uncomfortable right now no, no i'm not uncomfortable no no we start talking golden tea we, we reeled them right back through, in through he was late he was late because he had to drop a deuce earlier so he, this could be true sorry go on no i'm serious Gary. we talked about it oh he wasn't doubting you i don't think you wanted to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talked about it on the show. I'm just recapping. You weren't on the... Gary, continue. Was what, what was going on in the stream chat? So yeah. someone said the discussion is $4 million for Dylan Riola. That's not true. Yeah, I was going to say, who's paying all this? Stuff? Like that, That's a whole other thing. Now, there's a, gonna... there's a significant NIL package because McCord's package was 700000 plus a vehicle, and then there would be some outside business interest that could probably get you to a mill. I mean, there's so, talk now. Deion Sanders and crew are going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's right now. Guys, like, it's, out, it's out of control. Yeah, like, dude, that's don't, don't but, start getting involved. But don't with kid some yourself. Stuff. Saudi money entering college football probably should not surprise anybody. No, there's plenty yeah. of it to go around. Like, I would rather Nebraska get involved with like the Colombian cartels. I just think that'd be does, a little more. Does, interesting. does somebody need to right. remind? It's more interesting in general. What right? happens? <laughs> <laughs> with with countries that are led by dictators, if your sports team doesn't win, all right. Yeah. When it comes to so you're success. saying week two in Lincoln is going to be pretty big for CU. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm just saying I I would not get in bed with uh, with Saudi money. The, the the Saudi sports washing. They want they understand that if they did off anybody that they were paying money to that it would look really bad. The whole thing is they're trying to make themselves look better through sports. They're not going to off anybody. They, they want you to think, oh, look at them. They like sports. They're good people too. Well, um, yes, we're, we're trying to, to, <laughs> to, to buy our way into uh, not seeming so awful and monstrous. Now, the cartel yeah. idea is interesting because I think we have a good in with Claus. If anybody can get us in with the cartel, it's Claus. Right. Well, yeah. the, hey, the, this whole discussion, thank God Nebraska didn't go to a bowl game. I Can know. you imagine all the? I mean, Nebraska preparing for a bowl game would get in the way of all this other stuff. Thank, yeah. thankfully, maybe yeah. wait till next year to go to a bowl game. We got bigger things to talk about. Think about the parallels, though. If you watch Narcos, right? Like the Colombian cartels started to have to take a backseat to the, to the Mexican cartels, right? This is a chance for them to come back, just like Nebraska getting off the mat. I just think, you know, why not? 
little money flowing in from Medellin. All right, guys, we got a bowl game in 30 minutes to watch. I mean, love it. Good work. <laughs> Who plays today? I don't even know. Uh, uh, Rich Rodriguez coaching Jacksonville State. Oh, so we're gonna get a uh, we're gonna get a uh, Logan Smothers sighting. Did he get hurt? I don't know. Yeah, I saw him play one game. I haven't paid much attention. Hmm. Okay. Jacksonville State, and who are they playing today? Louisiana. Louisiana, uh-huh. formerly known as Louisiana Lafayette. That'd be correct. Yeah. Okay. Mark, just to be because uh, because we all have to go. You don't have anything to do today, do you? Yeah, I do. Like, like the three of us will sign off, and it'll just be you for, like, the rest of the day until Riola commits. Are, are you I'd talking watch. about because I like to extend the show all the time? Well, you guys talk every day. I don't get to. That's why. Okay, that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah you guys are like, okay, this is – I'm done. We've talked for 48 yeah. hours this, this, uh, this week. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm just getting warmed up. Let's go, guys. You know, so that's all right. That's yeah. all right. I'll, we I'll also get uh, we Jerry Mark Kill. Podcast. Jerry Kill is coaching today. I love mm. Jerry. Jerry Kill can coach football now. Yeah. You take him. Will, Mark will. A date with Icy High. That, no, that was a one-time deal. It was a one-time deal, Stephen. Wow. Um, this broke street. my heart. Oh, no. Ralphie is from Shadron. So they got him off a of farm in Shadron? Apparently. Roger, wow. I guess. Roger, Roger Moore is telling us that. I, I should say a farm, a ranch in uh, Shadron? Shadron beautiful. Yes. Mm. Sharpie, right. have a I good weekend, yeah. brother. Hey, you know All what? Right. I, I don't know that we can top this past week, but uh, we'll try next week. All right. Oh, sure we can. Let's do it. Are we, we, good, are we having a show next week? Yeah, we will, huh? Yes. We were planning Oh, we got to recap recruiting and, you know, yeah. everything else. We'll have a Saturday morning edition for sure. And we we'll all think about a Christmas Day special. What do you think? And, and we will drink Cornhead no. Lager. We'll wear ugly sweaters and maybe we'll get Santa Claus to arrive. Let's actually do that. Let's get some cornhead lager and some ugly sweaters. That would be great. I had the ugly sweater party last Saturday. So mm-hmm. last Friday, last Friday. So I have the Mike Tyson sweater ready to go. I'll wear a sweater next. I got a great Denver Broncos Christmas sweater. It's fantastic. No Cosby sweaters, Cranek. Runs it. Run. <laughs> <laughs> That's your second Cosby reference this week. Chris is depraved. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, we could go another 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I do great. need some assurances, though, for next Saturday that drinking beer in this studio will not cause any problems with the higher up Schmitty. So that's a that's a you problem. You're gonna have to get a koozie, that bro. Koozie, no, cup. no hey, it's not. I won't be in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so well, if we don't have any, if we don't have any uh, if we have any problems, you won't have any producers. So it is kind of your problem. Nice, Sharpie. Be good. Thank Appreciate you. Enjoy you, the rest of the weekend, and of course, at two o'clock tomorrow. Yes, horns, horns down. down. Love Let's it. Do it. See you, Sharpie. Thanks. Appreciate it.